You're listening to Yes, Maybe, No with Andrew Streeter. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. And Yeti Blanc. She said the marriage ended when she realized that she was Julia Roberts and he was Lyle Lovett. Is this show the best? Yes, Maybe, No! Welcome back to another episode of Yes, Maybe, No. I'm Yeti Blanc. I am Andrew Streeter. We are back! Yes! We are back! We are back! We are back! <laughs> Whatever that means, we are back! Man, it's been a long time since I think July was our last episode. Yeah, who's counting? Who's counting? Besides you, every day. We, uh, we did an episode <laughs> about vacations, and then Andrew went on vacation, mm-hmm. and we just didn't come back for a while. <laughs> So the uh, the show the, the the show took an unexpected vacation, but here we are. It's just like when you take like a break from your diet, you know, and you're just <laughs> and it's your cheat day, and then that becomes like a cheat month, and then it becomes easier to just not do it anymore. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it now just becomes my life. What what's happened on your side of the world since we last convened for our pod times? I, I, I've taken another vacation since we last spoke. I, I had originally planned to go down to South Florida. Actually, we both did. And then things just didn't work out on your side. And then COVID just kept getting, I was still going to go down. And then COVID just kept getting worse and worse and worse down there. And like, I'm vaccinated, but I didn't want to be part of the problem, even if it meant me like, you know, what if I like, you know, you know, got eat, you know, half eaten by an alligator and they didn't finish the job. You know, I, uh, um, I don't want to take up a hospital bed for someone that's got COVID or I also didn't want to be the breakthrough case either. Either way. Um, it, so I just felt, I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to take some time and have, have a relaxing, just like 11 days, you know, at home, the kids will be at school. Jane only works two days out of the week, so we can actually go on dates. We hadn't been on a date since December of 2019. And so we can go on a date without having to pay a babysitter. Awesome. And we did a couple times. We, we did some indoor skydiving, which was cool. We had, I had won some vouchers pre COVID to go to this indoor skydiving place. So we did that. Um, we, uh, um, I played some top golf for the first time. That was fun. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. I love it. And, but I was going to just, I was like, gonna, the whole time, just staycation, relax, not do much of anything. But then my wife's like, let's go to Moorhead City to see my sister. And I'm like, oh, come on. That's, those are nights that I don't get to sleep in my own bed. I'm going to have to be on an air mattress. And, but we went and it was fun. We got, we did some fishing, did some flounder gigging. There's stories to tell there. Um, oh. and yeah. So I, you know, outside of that, it's just been normal life. Been real busy with the Greg Cody show stuff. Uh, working on this orchestrated piece for that we're using for our our hard knocks uh, promos and and uh, little features that we're going to be doing throughout the football season as long as we actually make them happen. So been real busy there, but you know I'm I'm glad to be back here and and uh, and recording with you. How about you? I, I know right before we left, you were going to Corpus Christi with your mom and your sister, and you've taken another trip there since then. What else has been going on? <laughs> Been down to the beach a couple times. Uh, the second time was with uh, my wife's parents who showed up unexpectedly and were like, cool, let's yeah. go. You know, um, and that was nice. And then taking a little bit of uh, R&R. I'm just kidding. It has not been <laughs> a lot of that at all. I've been really busy uh, both um, with some new work responsibilities, but also uh, I'm in school right now because I am a glutton for punishment, Greg. <laughs> yeah, and you started grad school. Yeah, isn't that delightful? 
So and, and you're going to become Toby, right? Like you're going for HR school. Right? <laughs> yes, I am oh, focused on human resources management, um, which is something I actually am uh, really interested in and passionate about. I used to be a uh, corporate trainer and um, that was like the happiest professionally I'd been. And then I uh, sold out. And Why are you the way that you are? Look, man, <laughs> I sold out and I took a sales job and it was a mistake. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. And so now I, um, I've been working for a, uh, a very nice large bank for the last almost two years in a couple different departments. And I'm hoping to pivot because uh, they have really good benefits uh, to human resources once I graduate. So, um, yeah, give give you some more headroom to grow and yeah, you and, know, uh, and keep my insurance and benefits and stuff. You know, um, but, but of, there's some there's something recent about your job that's really irked you, right? Yes. <laughs> it's time for another round of who needs to go to hell? On yes, maybe no. You know who needs to go to hell? Who's that, Andrew? Legacy software systems, specifically DOS-based ones. Look, I understand. <laughs> I understand that DOS was like the operating system that predated the World Wide Web. But now we are very far into the World Wide Web age, my friend Yeti. Uh, part of my new job requirements, um, part of my new job uh, requirements, um, I guess I am required to do this, uh, duties, <laughs> part of my new duties has been trained in two different systems and both of them are what they call legacy systems. A legacy system is just a, uh, you know, it's like some sort of database or some sort of, um, you know, system that a lot of times banks and other old, you know, longstanding companies and entities like the government has a lot of these where <laughs> if you ever been to the DMV and they're up using what looks like your mom's like word processor from 1984, um, to pull it's stuff because up. they are, it's because <laughs> they literally are. And so yeah. they, they have to design systems. It's really hard to replace legacy systems because they, the entire multi-billion dollar infrastructure of this bank is built atop them. <laughs> and so it's sitting on <laughs> MS DOS and your dot matrix printer. No, I, I get it. I I used to work for a law firm for several years and we had clients in the financial sector and yeah, we had to access their system sometimes and they were DOS based. Your, your employer is, uh, was one of our clients um, as well as a few of the other bigger competitors. And they all use these DOS based systems. It was mind blowing. I'm with you, man. That's it. That's all I got to say. Short and sweet. This has been another round of Yes, yeah, so you've got new responsibilities at work, and you're uh, you're you're working in school to to go a little further. So that's really cool. Um, got goals, man. Got your got big dreams. It's of- good to have goals. Oh man. Um. So yeah. So there, there, there's just been a lot that's been going on. Um. What else is what else has been happening? Oh, you know, uh, something that you and I both wanted to talk about a while ago, and we just never got around to recording this episode is is uh, you know, Bobby Bowden passed away. Mm. 
you know, this is where we get to the sad part of our, our episode. We're going to talk about a, a, a couple of people who pass away. And really, that's it. This episode is just going to be just, we're playing catch up. Just Yes, maybe no um, in memoriam. Do you want to play like some yeah. sad music in memoriam? <laughs> I don't have sad music ready to go. Um, you don't need it, I, man. You'll just put it in post. <laughs> Put it in post. No, but uh, yeah, so this episode is going to be kind of catching up on things that have happened, you know, since we left. This is a, a much less topical uh, episode than normal, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Bowden passed away and and he played a big role in our sporting lives um, in different ways, though. Um, in, in my way, in my family, because he, you know, we were, you know, we're big Florida State fans um, in my on my dad's side of the family. And so like you, my, my grandma, my grandma never, uh, uh, she never liked watching football. And I think she resented that grandpa loved it so much and her kids loved it so much. And I know some St. Bowden wasn't her nickname for Bobby. Um, a lot of people did refer to him as St. Bowden, but she always said it would disdain, but my grandpa for, for several years, I think I've explained this before, but I'll run back through it real quick. Um, uh, worked with local scout troops around Tallahassee and, and helped organize volunteer work for the Cubs or, or for the Boy Scout troops where they would go and usher the Florida State games at Dope Campbell. And so they'd wear their scout uniforms, they'd get into the games for free, and um, they would go and, and be ushers. But most of the time, I, I did it once, I've told that story, but you don't have to do much because most everybody that's going there knows their way around already. And, uh, um, but I mean, and they got to see some great football over the years, over like, you know, 20 or 30 year period. And it's just, he was so good at what he did and led a team that we loved a lot. And that several of my aunts and uncles, you know, are graduates of Florida state and, um, um, you know, got, got to lead a lot of fun times in, especially in my impressionable youth, um, uh, be, growing up, becoming a sports fan. What about you? Yeah. You know, as far as uh coach, you know. I almost said old ball coach, which could apply to a lot of people, but that's, he, uh, that's not. what they call Steve Spurrier. And you know what? That's what they call Steve Spurrier. Yes, maybe no. Well, Steve Spurrier. You coached the Florida Gators and you coached the South Carolina Gamecocks. And for that, well, and I, here's the thing. He's so damn likable. I know. He is funny. What a gem. And Free Shoes University, that's a funny dig. That's, I mean, it's, it just, uh, it, 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 it upsets me that he is such a funny character uh, because I really want to hate him. Coach K, have zero problems hating him. Spurrier, I, I hate him, but it's only like a joke hate him because it's a sports it's a mild sports hate it's a sports hate yeah yeah he doesn't even deserve an outro because it's like i can't stay mad but carry on jumping back over to to coach coach bobby uh his he has you know uh quite the legacy obviously i we're in a day and age now in uh pretty much every sport that you're not going to get like the 30 year long tenured uh, head coach. It's just not going to happen anymore. You're not going to have LaFell Edwards or Joe Paterno for a variety of reasons, but, or, um, <laughs> Bobby Bowden. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bygone era. It's a bygone era. I, can you see, can you see your guy who was Nyb- What's the guy's name that's coaching your team right now? Nyborg. Uh, he's not he, that would say qualif- he'd have to qualify to be called a coach. Andrew. My, what's his name? Mike. Um, 
Norvell. Norvell. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Mike yeah. Norvell. He'd have to qualify to be called a coach for me to refer to him as the coach of Florida State. We don't um, have to talk about and, we don't have to talk about uh the dignity of Florida State who which also passed away this past weekend. Um, <laughs> yes, rest in peace. Several years ago, it's it's honestly it's probably the Jameis curse for uh, turning a blind eye to some stuff. Anyway, we'll move on from that part, and you go back on to Coach Bowden. Yeah, he's always just been like a fun in my mind because uh, Florida State they were the they were what Clemson is currently in the ACC. Uh, 20, yeah, yeah. 20, 20 years ago and prior, right? Twenty and thirty years ago, and so um, rooting for Clemson was a really difficult endeavor. Uh, Oh, not too long ago uh, <laughs> when my cousin actually yeah. played there. Um, that yeah, they was, gave your cousin some terrible weekends. That was a tough, <laughs> tough game, even though, you know, it's interesting because his his coach was Tommy Bowden, Bobby's son. Yeah, that's right. I was going to ask if if if, uh, if if Tommy was there at the time. Yeah, for nine years, they had the Bowden Bowl and uh, where they, they beat each other. I mean, obviously, Bobby got the best of his old boy more than more than once but you know it's uh it's one of those things too my the other team that i i really like is byu and florida state in 2009 when bobby was still coaching them came to provo and he was just like they interviewed him and they had like a really big game this is christian ponder right they uh he yeah they interviewed him and he was just like all oh, shucks you know god darn it you know like we're you know they were the big ranked team. We were coming in here. We're just, you know, whatever. You're Florida State. Like, come on, man. Right, Hold on. right. Sorry, my two-year-old is... Hugo, go to bed. Um, But no, I just... He always just gave me like a... This guy's like my... Uh, he's like my friend's grandpa. Like, I can't like ever have sports hatred toward that guy. Even though like Florida State was like the big bad guy. Um, He was like kind of like a, you know, one of them huggable teddy bear men, you know? Not cool. <laughs> and... uh <clears throat> obviously a heck of a ball coach and i uh i am sorry for your loss like i mean it's, it's one of those things he he was super old and um you know i have to ignore some you know some some of his affiliations you know over the past year um that that irked me and annoyed me a little bit but um he did a lot of great things for that university and and uh for like i said for my sports fandom and so i'm always cool with that my favorite bobby bowden uh, anything was the 1988. I would I was I was one and a half years old. I did not watch this game, <laughs> but Florida State Clemson 1988. The punt ruski. Have you heard of the punt ruski? Greg? No, I, I I've not. I've not. You are a Florida State fan. You've not heard of the punt ruski. Well, it was a trick play that it was a trick play like the trick play to end trick plays that won their Clemson game uh that year and there's like a little 4 minute video if you if you uh google Bobby Bowden punt ruski however you want to spell ruski uh <laughs> video will come up and you got to watch it because it it tickles me to hear him in present day or whenever that was more present day than cuz you know he's dead um <laughs> <laughs> talk about it and he's just tickled to death with himself that it worked and it's a crazy play it's one of the craziest plays but yeah obviously a guy who's won national championships that's not gonna be one of the first things you talk about but that's my favorite uh even though it was against clemson that predates my fandom therefore it didn't happen to me so um <laughs> yeah no it's great you got to check it out r.i.p bobby bad yep and then that leads us to today's news we're recording this on September 14th, and today we got the news that Norm McDonald had passed away. And uh, I'll let you get that one started. 61 years old. You know, my mom is 61, Yeti. Um, 
he was mine. He, he never felt that old to me. Now I'm John Lovett sing. <laughs> <laughs> He's friends with John Lovett. No, McDonald. No, man. <laughs> you just in terms of just deadpan, like his affectation, his vocal affectation, and really just he was one of the first comedians that I saw um, do things that I thought were different and funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had a very Letterman quality to him. Like they, he wasn't the yeah. same as Letterman at all, but no. they would do things that were so off center. Yes. And so just abstract compared to your standard comedian. And, and I just absolutely loved it. And seeing him as the weekend update anchor, uh, when I was a child and shouldn't have been watching Saturday night live. Um, <laughs> but I remember watching him and doing his various roles on SNL where he was Larry King. It was really funny. He was Burt Reynolds in celebrity jeopardy, which is my favorite celebrity jeopardy, uh, sketch. Absolutely. Uh, when, when, when Bob Dole was running for president, Bob Dole, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. I'm, Bob Dole. I'm Bob Dole. <laughs> he does Quentin Tarantino. Like he just he killed it. But obviously, Weekend Update, you know, and the notorious. Uh, this was during the time of the OJ trial, and he just completely uh, raked OJ over the coals week after week after week after week, and did not. I mean, it was, he did not relent and was told several times because there were, you know, OJ had friends at NBC and that did not like that at all. And it eventually got him fired. He's insinuated and has said many times on many different interviews, uh, that it was because of both his, uh, Michael Jackson jokes. He was pretty, he was pretty <laughs> hardcore, uh, Michael Jackson. Jo- and I guess those have held up, um, I guess in a sense, you can't really say a lot of the same stuff now that he right. did. Like, that they get away with right. it anymore. But <clears throat> I, I still love that OJ is guilty of murder. Uh, I don't love that he's guilty of murder. Um, right. gr- great. Right. I still, I still love that OJ killed those people, you know? Um, <laughs> It's a very formative moment in my youth and you know, um, but no, you love so, the, the, the jokes that he was making to, oh my to, gosh. to ridicule, to ridicule OJ. Yes. Right. And after the verdict came down the first show, the very, at the very top, I'll never forget it. He, he says, well, everyone it's official murder is now legal in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He got, oh, he, gosh. he had to pause for like a minute and a half for people to stop like cheering and laughing <laughs> because it was <laughs> so good. Yeah. He, um, uh, he can finally get back to what he's good at doing, killing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the weekend update for me, the, the, the main two that, that ju- were just for my generation or, or, or that resonated with me were Kevin Nealon and Norm MacDonald. Yes. And it was their delivery was exactly what it, it's one of the things that remind me of of Letterman between the other two is it, like they don't have the same delivery but their delivery is so unique that it just that's what that's what set them apart. Kevin Nealon's ability to just simply say this just in 2 plus 2 equals 4 and then move on. I loved it. I always found that to be hilarious. And then, you know, all of Norm's little stuff, his uh um his, you know, his, his notes notes to self, um Note to self. Yeah, his constant <laughs> OJ jokes, the way he would run a joke into the ground, like uh, the, uh, yeah. the jokes about 
the, the jokes about like someone who's married to somebody and the divorce ended because they realized that they were one person and they were married to the other, like uh, Julia Roberts <laughs> and Lyle Lovett, you know, <laughs> they, they got the, she said the marriage ended when she realized that she was Julia Roberts and he was Lyle, Lyle Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> he also had like the best non sequitur, like, punchline ever which is i don't know if anybody who knows frank stallone he's he's sylvester oh, stallone about the frank stallone his yeah. he's sylvester stallone's brother who was also like a lounge singer and every time yeah. he no, he's like, been on the levitard show <clears throat> oh yeah yes so frank yeah, stallone like in the last two years and uh he'd always be like you guessed it frank stallone and then <laughs> just right. show a picture of frank stallone like, and then he just move on to the next thing it was so awesome he never explained Gosh, the just... bit it was always so funny <laughs> i never understood it and that's what made it extra funny and then of course the burt reynolds today i watched the turd ferguson uh burt reynolds uh <laughs> you know uh celebrity jeopardy and he comes out there with that huge foam hat like mike ryan and, and he's like a huge foam cowboy hat and he's like see this it's a, it's a big hat it's funny <laughs> and, and trebek's like no it's not he's like yeah it's funny because you know it's it's bigger than a regular size hat <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's all his delivery he can state yes. the obvious like that and it just makes it so perfect and That's so exactly wonderful. right and him specifically him other deadpan guys like Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright. Um, Mitch Hedberg obviously left us, uh, man, you know, fifteen, now, yeah. sixteen years ago. But you know, Stephen Wright's still kicking. Um, but you know, it's just so it has Norm has really shaped uh, and informed so much of what my sense of humor is. See, even in like in his like bit parts in these Adam Sandler movies <laughs> where he'll just like. It's just—it's just him being him, and all and everything he does, he does not. <laughs> he does not change character. It's just him, and it just kills me every time. And obviously, a clip is—is is, and obviously, you know, a more a more recent clip of him doing stand up uh, circulating on the internet today, and it's talking—it's him talking about death and how we talk about it differently today than we did when he was. A kid he's like back in the old days you know he used to be like hey that old guy died (laughs) (laughs) but now it's like he lost his battle (laughs) and like he's like that you don't want to go out a loser well it's like a bad that's a terrible way of putting that you know he's like to me i'm no doctor but if you die of cancer the cancer dies too so that's more of a draw that's right and uh it's perfect it's a great way to put yeah. it he suffered silently nobody knew not unlike um Chad, uh, chadwick, chadwick boseman, boseman. he yeah. just he didn't want to be public about it but he knew for the last 10 years that he was uh you know was terminally ill and who knows what kind yeah. of <clears throat> horrific pain that that is right it's uh um, it's it's we we you and i were talking before we started really the episode and it's been a while since levitard's killed somebody but i mean that's the last uh memory i have of norm is on levitard's show it's been a couple of years because it's not like i was really following anything that he was into lately but yeah that's where he gave the classic line about gambling on football because you know he's you know he said why you know football is the hardest game to gamble on you know why dan the ball ain't round and (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, I think it was a celebrity prognosticator for a week or two. And um, it would have been maybe 2019. I can't remember. I'm remembering it now. Man. Yeah. But yeah, the ball ain't round. And uh, Norm MacDonald, dead. <laughs> you know, at the end of his movie that no, a lot of people haven't seen, but it's kind of a cult hit, uh, Dirty Work. I yeah. loved Dirty Work. I, uh, <laughs> it's not. He used like, the note to self in that like a lot, didn't he? He does that a lot in there. At the end, you know, Chevy Chase's character is this doctor who is a gambling addicted heart surgeon that he's trying to, like, you know, raise money for with this revenge for hire business. It's so convoluted and ridiculous and kind of like hot rod in a way. Um, but, um, at the very end, he's. <laughs> His character is doing, I promise this is relevant. His character does the narration throughout the movie. And he's like, oh, and Dr. Farthing, he's like, he overcame his uh, gambling addiction, but the bookies beat him to death anyway. (laughs) So he's dead. Well, that's it. (laughs) And for years, and for years, whenever I'd have conversations like about like people (laughs) that have like passed away, my buddies would be like, so he's dead. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> and uh, I really hope that's on his tombstone. <laughs> so he's dead. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Dirty Work was directed by Bob Saget. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that I did not know. Weird. There we go. Um, well, anyway. So uh, let's, uh, you know, we, we talked about this. We, we did record a, what I'll call a lost but not, not lost episode during our break. Um, we did a Twitter Spaces episode and I, I got in to try to start editing that. And it's just the audio was so bad. It just it's just not what I want to put out there anymore. And really what is I just didn't want to risk um, another episode falling, staying beneath the uh, yes, maybe no Quibi line. Um, naturally, <laughs> obviously. And, uh, thank you. Thank you for everyone who helped push the, um, our, our first Twitter spaces episode beyond the yes, maybe no Quibi line. That was greatly appreciated. Um, our friend steak sauce greatly appreciates it, pr- appreciates it as well that we didn't have to rename our least listened to episode. The, the yes, maybe no steak line, um, <laughs> uh, or just the sauce line. Um, either way, the sauce line, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that. so but uh, on that episode, we discussed a new series that we're going to be kicking off soon. I'm thinking the first episode of that will be the first Friday in October. We'll we'll release that episode. So that would be on the first episode of that will be uh, Friday, October 1st. It's a new uh, a new it, it will be in the Yes, Maybe No feed. It will be a production of Yes, Maybe No, but we're calling it band camping and um Band camping is where we will uh, take at least once a month, it, and it may uh, fan out to be more frequent than that, and um, where we will go and look for artists on the platform Bandcamp. Bandcamp is uh, an audio platform where anybody, um, and th- these are independent artists, small record labels, or even uh, artists that are signed to major labels, if if the label is supportive of Bandcamp, can release their music. You and I both have music released on Bandcamp, and I started surfing around a little bit, and some of it re- some of it reminded me so much of those first days of MySpace when everybody could put their music on MySpace, and you yeah. could you could type in a zip code 
and look for musicians around that zip code. And some of it's garbage, but some of it's really good. And, and it was just so much fun. And I got some of that feeling back again. And when I was doing that and I was like, okay, I want to do something with this. So we've, we've selected a couple of artists and uh, contacted them and they've given us permission to play clips of some of their songs. And so every month with band camping, we will highlight an artist or two or three and um, recommend you go check out their music. Um, and if it becomes a weekly basis, I imagine that's probably a one artist or one or two artist thing, but, uh, we, we anticipate most of those episodes to be quick hits. Um, something that you can, you can listen to on a Friday morning, maybe f- discover some new, new music along your way as we discover new music for ourselves also. So that'll be band camping. Um, and, uh, some of those episodes will probably be solo. Uh, I'll do an episode one week. Andrew will do one if we get into where we're doing it more frequent. And, but I, I kind of look forward to that. Each of us putting our own flavor onto a quick hit episode and highlighting music that I know Andrew's going to find music that I wouldn't have thought of or, or found. And I know I'll do the same with him. So this should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited for this new, uh, segment. I am also excited for band camping. Like you said, reminds me of the days when I actually was, you know, uh, regularly playing in a band and uh, doing music by myself and posting things on MySpace and on purevolume.com. <laughs> and I remember playing a game where I would be like, I want to hear a ska punk band from Mexico. And I would type those right. things in and I would find them. And I'd be like, this is awesome. <laughs> or I would, yeah. yeah. And I'd add them and they'd be like, hey, I like your stuff too. And, uh, you know, or I want to hear like, you know, some Italian, you know, death metal just because I want to <laughs> say I did that today. Um, <laughs> and uh, it really opened up that world. And I think Bandcamp, even though Bandcamp's been around now for 10 plus years, I really have always loved its platform and what it stands for, which is mostly in these days with leveling the playing field of how artists make money. They really give a lot of the, uh, the power to the artist and uh, allow them to uh, do a lot of cool things. So I am excited also to, I like that they, they give you the digital medium um, that people want before the convenience of it, but mm-hmm. they still encourage actually purchasing the music. And when, when they do, you know, I mean, they have their fees and everything like that, but I mean, the artist still gets a pretty good chunk, um, off of a, off, off of one of their downloads and, and, and the, the buyer typically has the option to pay more than what the artist is asking. You know, they'll set a minimum price, like for this album, buy it for $3, you know, but if someone wants to, they can pay more. And, and so I like that idea. I also like that since, uh, COVID-19 hit and everything went into lockdown, uh, you know, Bandcamp had the forethought and the lack of greed to say, Hey, we know that a lot of artists are, you know, they had to cancel tours. They need to be able to sell their music. Um, so the, for every Friday during 2020, uh, once the lock, you know, from like March or April of, of, in 2020, every Friday, they called it Bandcamp Friday. And they waived all their fees every Friday. So if you went and you purchased music from someone on a Friday, Bandcamp waived their fees. That was an extra 20% in, in the artist's pocket that they weren't. You, you still had transaction fee, but you didn't have the Bandcamp fee. And that was really cool. And Super they continued cool. that in 2021 for the first Friday of every month. So that's we, we'll definitely have a Bandcamp Friday for the first Friday in October, November, and December. And then we'll see what they do in 2021. But we'll keep that. I think we'll keep that series going either way because it's just going to be fun to discover new music again. Okay. So... Uh, Andrew and I are going to, hopefully we're going to knock out a couple of episodes a week and, and so that we can 
work ahead because we know we're going to have a couple of other breaks ahead, but hopefully we can provide you episodes uh, for the remainder of the year without having to miss a week. If we can get our schedules right, that would be the hope because I've missed recording. It's it's good to talk to you again in this platform, Andrew. I've missed it. I'm glad to be back. Absolutely. I've missed you too, pal. And uh, I've missed, you know, just doing anything generally creative is uh, good for the soul. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so thank you all for, for tuning in and coming back and, and, and checking us out. Greatly appreciated. Tell your friends about us. Spread the word. We're going to work up some cool stuff. I know we've got a couple really cool episodes that we're working out with with some guests, uh, some things we've been wanting to talk about for quite some time. So stay tuned. Follow, rate, review, whatever it is that helps other people find the show. Always appreciated. And until next time, our, our break's, breaks the, the best. best. Yes, maybe, maybe no. Are breaks the best? Yes, maybe, no. Yeah, they totally are. I encourage you to do it. But, you know, not too long. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to Yes, Maybe, No. Subscribe, download, rate, review, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Or, uh, download. Penultimate means second to last thing. Well, so does your butt, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) 